It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Friday on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's your host, Chris Carter. We're here with Brian Batko. I'm here at Mike's Beer Bar. We're going to break down a lot of things about the upcoming Steelers game. But we got to talk about this offense with Fred, with Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan at the helm of calling the plays and organizing the offense. How different has this offense looked, and what can be, can any faith ha- what, what can be had as far as faith in the offense taking steps forward? All that and more here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Brian Batko coming at you. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. And again, you can find all our written work at post-gazette.com for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But as always, you can find every bit of podcast content for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette at Post-Gazette Sports, whether it's on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday normal episodes. We have Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes here on the North Shore Drive podcast. And then we do our, our after-sure after fan advantage Baking down the opponent's opponent experts on the day before the game. But as I said, we got Brian here. Brian, everyone wants to, you know, what felt really good about the 400 yards of offense for the Steelers last week against the, against the Bengals. They eclipsed that mark for the first time since week two of 2020. But then everyone was like, well, actually, that's only- becoming like a little bit of a pet peeve for me, Chris. They eclipsed that mark. Mm-hmm. For the first time since the Browns wild card playoff loss. I know That's it's a, a regular point. season. I forgot about that stat, but it just it's one of those things that grinds my gears when we talk about it NFL numbers and stats. We like why do we ignore playoff uh performances, box scores? Like I know they're not the regular season, but they're actually the most memorable and significant games that happen for any NFL franchise, and they always get kind of swept under the rug. So I don't want people to think that we're not mentioning that game in which they rolled up. I think it was 553 against the Browns in that game. And like, look, I, I, I watched that game. We all did. It was, it was a weird game. They were in catch up mode from the minute Marquise Pouncey sent that snap to Mercury yep. on the first down of the game. Um, but still you can't argue with the yardage total that was posted in Randy Feetner's final game as the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. So I just wanted to get that off my chest, Chris. I'm sorry sure. I snapped and took it out on you. No, that's that's fine. You can take you can take it all that all that stuff out right now. But Steelers fans are going to want to take something something out on the Steelers if they don't score more than 16 points this week because that was still the bottom line. But Najee Harris did praise uh, multiple offensive coaches, one Eddie Faulkner for organizing things, Mike Sullivan calling things, but also praised Pat Meyer for his contributions in, into the into a the hat on the back huh uh there you go there's that there's that Brian Batkey humor i would so yoshi bonky right now uh but if uh but in all seriousness the three of the three of them earning that praise i, I think that there's at least some you know you respect Najee Harris's opinion 
But at the end of the day, the Steelers offense still needs to put up points. And this is a week against the Cardinals defense that is just as bad, if not worse, than the Bengals defense that they just played. And I, I, and now that you're at home, you've had a couple weeks to get used to the new flow of things. Is this finally the week that you see a breakout coming from the Steelers offense? Or do you think this is going to be more of the same as far as, you know, they might have a few extra plays here and they'll look a little bit, little bit better, but not still not getting the end result the Steelers fans want of like 24 plus points. It could be, but I, I need to see it before I'm going to predict it. I feel um, you. you know, the, the yardage was, was nice. They, I, I forgot what it looked like to see a Steelers offense actually move the ball yeah. fluidly with regularity over the middle, deep throws consistently. Like I'm not going to co- try to completely bash Matt Canada. We saw it at times, but obviously it's just the, the proof is in the numbers, never to that extent uh, with what they put up down in Cincy. And yes, you're right, Chris. This is another bottom of the league statistical defense. You know, they've got guys like Jonathan Ledbetter and Dennis Gardeck and Josh Woods and Roy Lopez up front. Are those yeah. NFL players or Disney Channel original uh, movie <laughs> actors? You could have fooled me, honestly, if you would have thrown those four names at me on Monday before I started researching Arizona. So yeah, um, you know, that's one part of it. I, I think it's it's certainly feasible, but I'm not going to project it until I actually see it happen because I've just, I've watched this offense sputter so often and I do tend to think there are issues that go beyond just the former coordinator and play caller. But I did want to also address what you brought up there vis-a-vis Najee Harris's comments on Wednesday. I think it, we, we've heard a lot of whispers and rumblings to this point. There's a lot of smoke to the fire of Canada was not very good at incorporating his whole staff when it came to mm. making a game plan or mm. developing an offensive approach. I think number one, you just look at his track record of how many places he's worked and, you know, from doing a story on him when he got promoted from quarterbacks coach to, to offensive coordinator a few years ago, even some of his closest friends in the industry told me, yeah, he's he can be stubborn, but you know what good coach isn't. Uh, when it, when it works, it works, and that's kind of what you hope you get uh, out of a guy like Canada. But beyond just jumping around from Pitt to uh, before that NC State to Pitt, LSU to Maryland, uh, and then eventually with the Steelers, as many different coaches that work for, that probably suggests that he likes to do things his own way. Ben Roethlisberger on his podcast this week said that he really didn't work closely with Canada, uh, you know, early in the week or even throughout the week. It was more of a Mike Sullivan was the go-between for those two. Mm. And he said that was kind of unusual for him, but, you know, he didn't really hold it. He says he didn't hold it against Canada because, you know, people want to approach their job the way they approach their job and the way they think it works best. And then, yes, now you come in again with Najee Harris sort of going out of his way to – um, it just give give kudos to a few different people on that staff. It, it makes me think that this wasn't a real collaborative effort previously, and maybe those 421 yards down at uh, Paycor Stadium were at least in part a credit to Pat Meyer bringing his strength to the uh, philosophy, Eddie Faulkner bringing his strengths, and Mike Sullivan bringing his strengths as a play caller. Jonathan Ledbetter starring in the next Hallmark Christmas movie that you can Great turn on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, I, I I agree that there's that's definitely my my biggest thing about you know everyone's always talking about Matt Canada's play calls. I've always felt like 
it's more about the organization because the execution of things was just so inconsistent with the Steelers. And to me, it all added up to being like, hey, like if Kenny Pickett understood where he was supposed to go on certain on certain plays, the Steelers would have been a much better offense during his tenure here. And just consistently, he did he 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 looked lost. There were times that he looked more coordinated than others, but on on the general, I mean, you go back you go back to the, the Browns loss. I mean, he just had no no idea where to go uh, when they when they blitzed or they fake blitzed, and uh, it, it just seemed like it was haphazard. Whereas in this and, game and against guess the what? Bengals, you know, we gave credit to Canada for the end of that Ravens game when it be, kind of became a thing of mm-hmm. what did Kenny change on that touchdown pass to George Pickens? And Chris, I think you and I were two of the people in in the local media mm-hmm. saying it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. it's good for Pickett that he made that. Uh, check at the line yeah it's good for Canada that he coached that into the game plan for that mm-hmm. week so credit to go around in that scenario blame to go around when you have a full system failure the way you did in Cleveland absolutely and that's what the Steelers need to avoid moving forward uh I feel like these upcoming games that they've got uh the Cardinals and Patriots at home within five days of each other um all are, are both are two opponents with just two wins apiece at home uh teams that are struggling on offense the Patriots a little bit better on defense but uh at least statistically uh but still these are get right games these are their chances and they can't look at them as 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 easy games these are get these are games you need to come correct for but that you need to come correct for and capitalize on to show to yourself not it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks but the, I think the Steelers need to show for themselves Brian that they can be an offense that does put up points when the opportunities present themselves in the third segment today as always I well We'll put our money where our mouth is to predict whether we think the Steelers will get right, uh, at least in this game. I'm not going to make a Patriots prediction, even though we are only, you know, as we record this on Thursday <laughs> uh, morning, we're we're a week out. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, what we think the the bottom line result will be for Steelers Cardinals, but uh, first, uh, you know, we've got an Acrisure question in the second segment here. We'll get to that in just a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post because that Chris Carter, Brian Batko talking Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, before we do any of that, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by the place that I'm at right now, and that's Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you come to Mike's Beer Bar, you can try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local, 80 of those local beers being available on tap, including some of our from, from our Mike's Friday Flight segment where we talk about the flights that, that they have available. You can get a, a Levity Sergeant Bartlett at the four point five percent of beer a nice starter beer if you're ever trying to start a flight out because it's light it's easy and it's also reminding you of the fall that's passed on as things get a little bit colder you can also switch to church brew brew works with their pious monk dunkel a little bit darker for beer but still just 5.5 percent and if you're a person you're trying to get into beer and you're trying to find things out but you don't want to do the heavy beers that's where mike's beer bar comes in and is amazing because they have so many different options for you to try out they also have amazing food like steak on a stone where you get a your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heated stone and every time you cut off a piece of steak you press it into that stone and you choose how well you want done every single bite mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh and as you see they have tons of televisions here so if you're trying to get here for conference championship saturday and watch every college football game you're in luck because this is going to be the best place to do it. Come to or Mike's the backyard bar. brawl next week. The basketball the, backyard brawl. The, Mike's the beer bar for the basketball backyard brawl. Say Absolutely. that five times fast before the break, Chris. Mike, Mike's beer bar before the basketball. Yeah, you got me. I can't even get it once out. But that's the point. Come here for the backyard brawl. Come here for all sporting events, and they'll find whatever you want here on one of the 20 televisions. It's Mike's beer bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. And when you get here. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tell them, Chris said you. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. It's from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Brian Batko, breaking things down. It's time for the Acrisure Fan Advantage, where all season long, the Fan Advantage brings you closer to the team than ever before, featuring exclusive answers to your burning questions from Steelers insider Brian Batko, who's here with us today, and an in-depth conversation with an opponent expert each week. Tune in every Friday and the day before the, the day before each Steelers game to get the, the Acrisure Fan Advantage, and you can visit acrisure.com slash fanadvantage for more information and to submit your questions today. Brian, this question comes from Rich M, and it sticks with the offense. Rich M says, okay, Matt Canada is gone, but how are the Steelers going to fix the poor play of the offensive line? To me, it seems like Kenny never has time for a quality passing opportunity, and the running backs are very often tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Am I the fan that sees this this mortal flaw? Brian, is this a is this a a, a flaw that, that that is a that is killing the Steelers right now? Um, no, I, I think uh, what, what's his name again? Mark Rich M. Rich, sorry, Rich. Uh, no, I think Rich is the fan maybe most down on the Steelers offensive line. Like I'm not really seeing what Rich is seeing. I think they've been a lot better as a unit since Broderick Jones got put in there at right tackle. And they looked a lot better as a unit week five against the Ravens when Broderick Jones was in there at left tackle. So, I mean, it's not like he's a a savior. You can't really have that um, on any offensive line. That's dependent on five moving pieces, especially at, at this level of football. But um, I always I go on Baltimore radio a lot where uh, former NFL GM and executive Vinny Serrato makes a living talking about the Ravens down there. And every time I'm on with him, he makes a point to say how, how impressed he was by the Steelers offensive line in the second half of last season mm-hmm. uh, when you know we know they beat the Ravens late. And that's when they started getting back to that run game identity left them at times in the first half of this season. But Najee Harris talked about that Wednesday as well um maybe even a little too much because he said he he thought they found an identity against the Bengals someone followed up in a a few questions later and said what is is that identity and he said running the ball okay um Mm -hmm. you do have a quarterback and some wide receivers and some tight ends but point taken uh Najee so you know I think that the O-line is gelling better um now and that's what you would expect when you added uh one new piece in Isaac Sayamalo a second new piece once Broderick Jones became a full-time starter. I don't have any big issues with the line. I think sometimes they've been used as uh, a little bit of a crutch for defending Kenny Pickett um, mm. when, when his pocket presence is lacking or he's not seeing some of his receivers downfield. You know, there were there have been issues, certainly. I'm not going to hand wave Dan Moore getting uh, absolutely demolished like a wrecking ball. Miles Garrett sure. uh, a couple weeks ago in Cleveland on the first snap that set a bad tone for the entire day, which is not what you want out of your line in, in pass protection. But by and large, more Sam Allo, 
Mason Cole, I think, is playing better after a very rough start to this season. Yes, Whatever yes. Was, was going on with him, maybe just in a funk. We don't think about that for interior linemen or centers, but you know, any athlete can get in a funk, I think, at times. Uh, James Daniels and certainly now Jones, who's been probably the standout of the starting five, but none of them, other than more on, on that Garrett play, I think have been standing out in ways that you notice the O-line. And that's probably a good thing because we have seen that at times over the years with the Steelers, especially with more Cole's predecessor, Kendrick Green. Maybe they're not absolutely mauling people, but I think they're doing a pretty darn good job. And it's a big reason why they're running uh, so well lately. They've run for 150 plus yards for four straight weeks. And I know some people might say, well, they played some bad run defense as well. When they were playing bad run defenses before, they still couldn't run the ball. So I, I think that there's been some really good moments there. I think it also coincides with Roderick Jones being a starter. Maybe that's making a bigger difference than than than, uh, than people are uh, you know are really willing to admit. But you're right; the offensive line has been better. Um, I think early on in the season, you could you could point to a lot of problems. There were guys in the backfield a lot against the Steelers' run game. There were times that Kenny Pickett was under a lot of pressure. But I'm with you. There's been plenty of times this season where the offensive line has done enough of a job of giving Kenny Pickett protection, and he hasn't taken enough advantage of it. And especially last week, that was not the issue. They, you know, I think there there were there were times there were times of things. I think Kenny Pickett did some good good things, but the offensive line for the most part has been getting the job done. I hear Richard's question, and I think that if this question was asked a month ago, it'd be a little different because the offensive line wasn't performing the way it has been in the past month. But with the emergence of Broderick Jones, with the improvement of Mason Cole, and also the improvement of Isaac Sayomalo, because there were times he was down on himself for, for poor play, but I think he hasn't given up a sack since week seven, week eight, maybe. And so, uh, you know, even he's seen improvement. And part of that could also be Pat Meyer being more involved with the game planning to try to make sure that the offensive line understands and not just understands what they're doing, but also the offense understands how to play to the strengths of the, of the Steelers offensive line. So and, and Rich submitted this question through our Acrisure fan advantage portal. So yeah. um, our apologies, if he did put it in a month ago and we just finally saw it, that I, could I, be it. If that's the case, Rich, just we pretend apologize. we were just pretend we were scolding Mark this entire time. There we go. Yeah. Um, the imaginary <laughs> Mark, but no, yes, I encourage everybody to, uh, to, to go and, and submit the questions there. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to them either on this show or in my written mailbag or both, as is the case with this question from Rich. Absolutely. And that's the Acrisure Fan Advantage, where you can submit questions to acrisure.com slash fan advantage all season long to get your questions here on the show. And remember, the Fan Advantage not just brings you closer to the team on Fridays with the North Shore Drive podcast here, but also on Saturdays before, or the day before the Steelers game, we'll have a Cardinals expert breaking things down for the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Uh, and so check us out there. But first, we also got to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma, and it's the bestest lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy, the, and theater events near you. If you ever had tickets to, for an event or you're trying or you're trying to look for tickets for an event at the last minute, that's where Game Time comes in. Because instead of trying to go and get tickets from scalpers on the streets and, and hoping that you get the right tickets, game time is where you're going to get the best prices and you'll see what the view is from your seats in the game time app that you can download right on your phone. It makes the buying process so easy. Two clicks of a button and the tickets are in are in your inbox and ready to go uh, to take to the stadium. 
uh, for you for whatever event that you're going to. And Game Time has a best price guarantee that can't be beat because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website GameTime.co. Term credits apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter and Brian Bagdo, both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm here at Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. If you come down here, you can try one of their 500 different available beers and two more of them that are on our Friday flights. We talked about the Levity Sergeant Fartlake, the, the Church Brewers Pious Monk, Monk, Monk Dunkel. But also, when you get here, try the All Saints Crimson Halo. It's a nice red beer. That's 5.3%, and you can finish up your flight with an Acclamation Cosmo Wheat, a very different kind of uh, wheat beer that's only a 5.5 percent are all with a 5.5 or below percent today brian we're taking it easy on this on this friday here on the friday flights from the mike's beer ramp it back up for like ramp it back up for steelers patriots night game or you know when when they get uh when they get the Bengals at home for afc north action steelers cardinals is like a leisurely yeah uh, week in the nfl calendar listen listen December beers at Mike Beer Beer Bar go hard. So the the percent like once it gets colder, the percentages go up in the beers, and then we're talking about some eight to ten percenters that are going to be on this show, and those are the ones that you need to be careful when you're drinking. But let's a, talk a about wheat, this. a wheat, a red, a dunkel, and a uh, and a Kolsch. I mean, hey, that's we're, just a, we're finishing you know, up fall, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we balance it here. But the Steelers are the team that needs to be careful because they're playing a Cardinals team that. And that is struggling, but as all as you know in the NFL, every team has strengths that can hurt you and catch you off guard. Here, what is the biggest thing that you're looking at here, Brian? If you're trying, if you're telling the, if you're looking at the Steelers, and they should be looking at to avoid a trap game in this situation because everyone's talking about a potential breakout game for the offense. But if it flips itself around, it's going to be a wasted week of an opportunity where the Steelers can get back to being just one game behind the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's concerning. I think you know he's just the type of guy who can take over a game. He's He's sort of caught right now in between shaking off rust three games in, but also maybe warming back up to it. You know, his numbers have been good. They haven't been winning, but I don't know that that's totally an indictment of him Mm -hmm. and his play. So I I still worry that, you know, we've seen the Steelers defensive structure at times over the over the years get hurt by QBs who can scramble, QBs who can improvise, QBs who can hurt you with a 20, 25, 30 yard run down the seam and, and then slide into field goal range. So, you know, those are issues, but I worry more about the Cardinals run game because I think they're certainly better at that than they are at protecting Murray rookie right tackle Paris Johnson Jr. While I liked him as a prospect and still think he could be a very good NFL player. He's had some struggles already this year. And now he has to deal with TJ Watt over there. Um, you know, I, James Connor coming back to Pittsburgh. It's you know, it's a I think it may be an under under uh, looked story a little bit this week because the Steelers are so wrapped up in their own issues and and so are the fans, rightfully so. But I think he's going to be running hard uh, back here. He, he'll feel right at home at Acrisure Stadium. He's run through many a tackle, stiff armed many a poor boy uh, downfield uh, in in his time at Pitt and with the Steelers. So. Um, I think you just got to make sure that they don't establish that run and kind of shorten this game a little bit to compensate for their defense that has so many, uh, you know, no name type guys, Mm -hmm. because that's where I think the Steelers really have an edge. I mean, I talked about all those, um, you know, 
NFL journeyman, uh, inexperienced players, whatever you want to call them, euphemism in this uh, Cardinals front seven. But their secondary, you know, their safety tandem's good, Buda Baker and, and Jalen yeah. Thompson. But the corners, too, I think are, are an area where the Steelers can really feast. They've got two rookies starting, Garrett Williams and Kytrell Clark. They're both 5'10". I think that that's a really good matchup yeah. either for George Pickens or Deontay Johnson. You know, you, Pickens can go up and over the smaller guys. Deontay Johnson as a route runner, I think, is, is could have a rookie who's played all of 10 NFL games to this point in a blender. So that should be, uh, you know, easy money for Kenny Pickett. And if the Cardinals do what they did last week against the Rams and, and really bracket the outside receivers a lot, someone will have to step up over the middle for the Steelers, whether that's, you know, the slot wide out or Pat Fryermuth coming off the best game of his NFL career. I was going to say that fits right into Pat Fryermuth having another big game. He had 120 receiving yards uh, last week. Uh, so and the Cardinals right are with- also missing their top inside linebacker, Kaiser White. So, yeah. like, you know, we we just there's just a myriad re- of reasons why this team is uh, two and this, ten. And the Steelers know, need to handle their business. Tank so Central. That's that's the yeah. They're, they're in Tank Central. Uh, I also think it's going to be interesting to see. This will be a game where two of the top offensive tackles in the NFL draft class, Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones, both playing right tackle in this game. I think that'll be something to focus on here. But all that being said, Brian. What is your final score prediction for the Steelers? You said you can't believe in the offense till you see them actually do it. But are you predicting that they are that they have another low scoring affair that they squeak by here? Not too low scoring, but I'm not ready to go for that 24 or up threshold that you mentioned earlier, Chris. Not just yet. It could happen. But like I said, I'm not going to I'll be late on it rather than early. I hear you. And I've been right more than more often than not. Mm hmm. There, there was a game recently that I predicted the Steelers were going to break out. I can't remember now what it was, but I was wrong on that clearly. So I'll say Steelers 21, Cardinals 18. I think they. Whoa, that's a close one. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be close because I do think Kyler Murray will make some plays. I do think that, you know, the Steelers defense, while Landon Roberts has been playing really well, eventually, you know, that that inside linebacker duo of uh, of Roberts and Michael Walker you know, they're going to meet a team uh, that picks on them a little bit at some point. And, you know, they'll bend and not break at times. But, you know, I think the, the Cardinals can move the ball a little bit. I just I think their defense is going to have a tough day at the office and a tough day at the office for an opposing defense might still only mean three touchdowns for the Steelers. But that would be a sight for sore eyes after how uh, you know how poorly they were able to finish when they got into the red zone in Cincy. You have the Steelers winning 21-18. I have the Steelers winning 27-13. I actually think I think this I think the Steelers You've got the offense, cover. I've got the Cardinals covering. So yeah. we'll see what so, happens. I, I think it's gonna be an interesting one. Either way, we will have our team, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, on hand covering the game. I'll be busy covering Pitt Clemson along with Noah Hiles over at the Pete. It starts at 2 p.m. They're we playing an ACC hoops game already. Oh yeah. Well it's it's, it's you know it's college basketball. They're weird. They gotta yeah. mix some ACC in and they're going back to play Canisius and South Carolina State and West Virginia after that. Also be at the backyard brawl next Wednesday, the night before the Steelers play the Patriots. So a lot of action coming your way here in the sports in the sports world. That's why you gotta subscribe to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette at post-gazette.com and get the North Shore Drive podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thanks again for Brian for joining us here. Thank you all for joining us. And thanks to Mike's beer bar for sponsoring us and hosting us here on our Friday episodes. We're back. Uh, we're back on Saturday with the Acushire Fan Advantage breaking down the Arizona Cardinals and what elements of their game the Steelers should be on the watch out for with the return of Kyler Murray. We'll get all that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. 
Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.